beep boop. Boop beep 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 boop beep beep boop boop boop. Okay. Initiate awakening sequence. Here we go. This one looks young and smart. He appears to be the one spoken of in the prophecy. Ah, yes, the prophecy. What does it mean for us robots? Nothing. But for humans, everything. Date January 14th. 3,000. Here we go. Oh boy, I've been waiting for years and years to do this. It's gonna be a good day. To chapter two of What Would Cherick Do? A Choose Your Own Adventure podcast. Dang, Chad. Chapter two? Chapter two. Already? Eric? Yes. Well, didn't we just start this thing? Like a year ago? Oh my god. <laughs> like almost a year ago to the date. That's pretty crazy, man. We really hit this thing in earnest. We did, you know, and, and it just we it, we took off and, and we made it a thing and now it's a thing. The, yeah. And here we are doing our thing. Yeah. In 2018. In 2018, buddy. Uh, yeah, so not quite 3,000 yet, but very soon it will be. Very soon. Uh, yes, we have a very exciting adventure for you today. Some it, would say a super adventure. Oh, a super adventure, you say? Oh, well, yes, indeed, it is a super adventure. Uh, it is Journey to the Year 3000. And yeah, it is very much a super adventure. This is what it says. It's a it's a bigger adventure, more challenging choices, and more thrilling dangers. I'll tell you what. After twenty six episodes mm-hmm. of reading R. A. Montgomery, yeah, you feel and like you're prepared others, for this. I'm prepared for some more challenging choices. All right. Well, Edward, I, I think this whole first year has been building up to, to this moment. To this to this moment. Fantastic. Building up our choice making. Hmm. To prepare us for this. Well, I hope that we don't disappoint ourselves. So, fun fact, there's only like three of these super adventures that were ever made. Really? In the original CYOA Interesting. universe. And we have our hands on one of them. I think it's the very first one. Yeah, yeah. This is the very first super adventure. Uh, a gentleman known as Edward Packard wrote this one. Yeah, we've read a few of Ed's books before. Uh, I'll trust you on that one. It kind of sounds familiar. Yeah, so. we read a couple of Ed's books. All right, well, hey, I, I am ready. I'm ready get, to dive I in. I want to get right into yeah, it. Yeah, we should just jump right into this, to this journey to the year 3000. And wonder what it's going to be like. Future-y. Do you think there'll be robots? Probs. Oh, man. I'm so excited. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to jump in. Uh, we will see you in 3000 AD. Oh, man. Hibernation sleep is rough. Oh, tell me about it. I'm feeling pretty all right, though. <coughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I kind of get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a little mucus in there. Yeah, phlegm. Yeah, get it out of there, man. Woo! All right. Well, sure enough, it's the year 3000, and we have been uh, woken up. 
by the computer in this little space capsule that's uh, keeping us alive. His name's Winston. His name is Winston, and it's like a little, it's almost like a hollowed out eggshell that we're in, so it's not very big. Nope, but and, no uh, discernible, like, floor or ceiling right, yeah, or it's walls. Just, yeah, we're just kind of in like an egg. I don't even know if we can see out. Oh, I, I guess we can, because we yeah. were talking about seeing the stars and the yeah. really bright ones far away. Okay, so there's a window. Um, and for the last thousand years, we've been floating in space somewhere between Earth and Mars. Uh, and so, you know, obviously why, we're... Eric, why? 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 Yeah. Why, why are we in the space capsule? Right. Well, let me tell you, Chad. Back in the year 2000, when we were just a wee lad... Uh, our next-door neighbor, Dr. Gregrangia, uh, pretty much offered us the chance to be one of the first people to stay in hypersleep for the next thousand years. Okay. Um, they were looking for someone not fully grown and um, not, I guess, an astronaut. And so she knew that we had a thirst for adventure and a love for all things new, and she thought we'd be a perfect candidate. And sure enough, everybody agreed. So yeah. we went through all okay. the rigorous tests and the and the training and all that kind of stuff. And sure enough, we were up there. And uh, I remember it being kind of a surreal experience floating out there in that egg before falling asleep. Um, but that feels like it was just yesterday, and that was a thousand years ago. That's pretty wild, isn't that it? That is pretty wild. Um... Man, how the time goes by. So, yeah, that's kind of why. Is all our our next-door neighbor who thought that we would be great for this. Dr. Gregrangia. Gregrangia. I actually don't know if that's right, but it was something like that. Gershwin. Gershwin. Dr. Gershwin. Samsonite. It's just Dr. Grambling. Oh. I like Gergardin. What did I say the first time? I don't even know. Uh, yeah, so, I'm sorry. Dr. Grambling. Uh, it, was all, it was all her fault. Um, and so now we're here, and we're floating out in this egg, right? And we're yep. like, Winston, yo, uh, find the best place for us to set down on Earth. Yeah. Time to go home. Yeah. And so then we sit there and we wait, and um, nothing happens. Yeah, we're getting a little worried. Yeah, so we're like, yo, Winston, did you hear our last command? And he says, yeah, but I'm having a really hard time finding the best place on Earth because um, there's this dude whose name is Styx Mori who has pretty much taken over the entire planet and is ruling with an iron fist and is such a Does dick. Does that sound like a good dude? Yeah, no, not at all. Like, Winston basically said, if we land anywhere on Earth, there's a good chance we will just be killed. Immediately, upon immediately, arrival. yeah. Just there, we're just gonna get there. We're gonna be like, "Hey guys," and then you know, we're dead. Uh huh. Okay. Um, so that's no good. And uh, immediately, we kind of panic a little bit. Like this is not what we expected to happen when we got out of hypersleep. Um, like future, right? Like awesomeness, utopia, yeah. Like crazy. How tech. much could go wrong in a thousand years? Apparently, Apparently a lot. A lot. So, um, we're like, options, options, options. Right. We're like, what about Mars? And Winston says, well, Mars is a good option. There, you know, a couple hundred years ago, people uh, colonized it, and there's probably still some people eking out an existence on there. Could be a potentially viable option. And we were like, well, what about Venus? 
And uh, apparently, also a couple of hundred years ago, they uh, the people of Earth like blasted it with nuclear weapons to try to like get rid of all the cloud cover and make it yeah. a habitable planet. And yeah, spin up the orbit. Right. Yeah. So like essentially just finagle Venus until we can actually live there. Yeah. It's like but, terraform. But then apparently like. Wars broke out on Earth, and Winston doesn't actually know what became of Venus. So we don't really know if it's actually inhabitable at all, uh, which is a little scary. Yep. And we're like, what about the moon? And he says, nope, nothing there. You won't last two seconds. And Desolate wasteland. Yeah. So we're kind of uh, a little panicked at this place. Like, is there anywhere else we can go? Is there a space station? There's, like, nothing. Um, So we ask him if he has any other ideas. And Winston is silent for over an hour. So an we... hour? Yeah. Like, this computer didn't, didn't even say, like, let me think about it. Or, I'm still thinking. He's just silent. He's like, nope. Yeah. He's like, there's just no other good options, apparently. So, like, we need to decide to do something. So... So, hit him with the choices. Choice one. If we tell Winston to take us to Mars, we turn to page three. If we tell Winston to take us to Venus... We turn to page 15. If we tell Winston to take us to Earth, we turn to page 8. Or, if we decide to go back into hibernation for a few hundred years in hopes that things will be better then, we turn to page 24. So. I hope not every choice is a crazy four-part choice. Um, yeah, me too. These four-part like, choices are really hard. I think this is only our second one. The second one we've ever done. Yeah. And the first one I don't feel like went well. No. <laughs> well, the first one was also, well, I guess this is kind of the same thing. Like, the first one was going to see different people, right? We yeah, had yeah. Four different we had people. Four different people we could go see. Versus now we're looking at three different planets slash going back into hypersleep. So, that's exciting. All right. What... Any initial thoughts? Like, I mean, this is such a crapshoot for me. Personally, I I don't know if it's the best idea, but I am curious as to what became of Venus. Like, I want to know if they if they successfully made it livable and what that looks like. Um, again, not the safest option. Uh, we kind of know what's waiting for us on Earth. Yeah, I'm not terribly excited to just go right down there first thing, to be honest. But maybe, like, on Earth, we, like, defeat Styx Mori and liberate the Earthlings. Potentially. I feel like we might have a better chance of doing that if we go to Mars first. Because um, there's, like, an Earth outpost on yeah, Mars. Yeah, maybe there's already, like, the Uprising or the Resistance. Um, mm. And uh, I feel like... Alliance. Right, yeah. If there was something like that, I bet it would be on Mars or Venus versus, like, on Earth, where I think, obviously, Styx Mori has everything pretty tightly Maybe under Venus wraps. Venus is, like, District 13 in the Hunger Games. See? That sounds really cool. Um, like, nobody knows what's going on there, and they've been, like, mounting... <laughs> You know, an attack. Mm-hmm. 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 Buying time. Which is a, a distinct possibility. Or it could be full of monsters. Or yeah, or it could just be an uninhabitable and we'll just land and die. Yeah, it's pretty uninhabitable right now. For sure. But you know, nobody's nuked it and made it spin faster well, yet. True, so yeah. you know, there's a, it's it's only hey. twenty eighteen, Chad. No government guys who are listening, we should probably try that. Yeah. Because we know you're listening. What about 
the idea of going back into hibernation. I don't like it. Not crazy about it? Not crazy about it. Yeah, because then we'd be in the year, like, 30, three, three, yeah, 30, yeah, whatever. Like, we're up. Like, let's just pick a place we're, and go. We're, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, like, Styx is probably going to just keep dominating unless we do something about it. Plus, I think this thing was probably only designed to keep us for a thousand years, you that's, know? So, like, oh, yeah. going back I guess in that's for true. another it's couple hundred. It's pretty dangerous, hundred. yeah. Like, the ship could malfunction. Like, maybe we run out of fuel. True. Like, I feel like we need True. to land somewhere. That's a good point. Soon. All right. So I'm going to take hibernation off the table. Okay. Hiber- and I feel like we should take Earth off the table. Okay. So that leaves Agreed. us with Venus and Mars. Venus and Mars are all right tonight. I mean, I could go with you on this, like, check out che- Venus Checking plan. out Venus, Yeah. Have, we've been to Mars in other books, yeah? We have. I know we've been to the moon. Have we been to Mars? We've hung out with Martians. We definitely have hung out with Martians. But I, I feel know, like we've, we've been to Mars. Maybe. I want to say yes. I want to say we did. Okay. Well, we'll just say that we have. We for sure have never been to Venus. Yep. You want to do it? Yeah, I think so. Okay, this is exciting. We're going to go to Venus. All right, we're going to check out Venus, y'all. Hopefully we don't just take a step out and suffocate and um, have our blood boil. So, (laughs) some exciting things ahead. Here's here we go. Page 15, we're not going to (laughs) die. Oh, dear. Oh, man. All right. So, uh, Chad. Yeah. So much has happened. Really not that much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, not a whole lot. So we tell Winston to take us to Venus. He tells us it's a two-day trip. Like, we're pretty annoyed by it. Mm -hmm. Because we've been cooped up in this ship for a thousand years. A thousand years. And, like, we want to get out. Get out. So, but, you know, the trip's kind of pretty, the stars are pretty, and we see the Earth, and it's blah, 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 and we're, like, kind of stricken with some sadness, like, you know, Earth has always been subject to, like, cruelty and and war, war. and it's just sad to think that the entire planet is now under the thumb of this, like, ruthless tyrant. Yeah. But we're like, eh, potato, potato, you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah, what are we gonna do? Go to Venus. And so, it's time for us to have a, like, sleep period. And um, so we kind of drift off to sleep, you know, en route to Venus. And then we're woken up by Winston, and it feels like we've only really had half of a night's sleep. And uh, he says, hey, we're entering the atmosphere of Venus. I need you to select a landing site. Mm. Here are your options. Great. The North Pole. Santa. The Equator. And halfway in between those two things. (laughs) <laughs> so, if we tell Winston to land at the North Pole, turn to page 18. If you tell him to land halfway in between, turn to page 20. If you tell him to land at the equator, turn to page 31. I mean, is there just, like, three-sided coin we could toss for this? Because I really don't know. Like, what? Why? Okay, so Venus... Right. Closer to the sun. Totes. Right? Yeah. And so, it was super hot? It's like a lot hotter probably. than Earth, yeah. probably, right? Potentially, I mean, they've yeah. done some stuff. Right. Right, so right. if we think about this, like, Earth, like, right. the North Pole is the coldest, mm-hmm. like, the middle is, like, the United States. Right. Temperate. Ish. 
and the equator is is always pretty hot. Right. So I feel like maybe the same would be true of Venus. Okay. Only the equator might be like two times hotter. Right. And halfway in between still might be really hot. So you're thinking maybe and like maybe go to the pole because it might be the most habitable. I'm at the top of the world and I'm looking down. I think we should go there. I'm, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I feel like that's, that's a pretty... My, that, as far as like, I could be full of bullshit. But I mean, like, we don't know, man. And if we did make Venus habitable, then I feel like that's not a bad, you know, way to think about that. I feel like it's fairly logical-ish. Right? Yeah. I mean, we're no scientists. We're just a thought-time-traveling warlock. But I feel like the North Pole is a is not a bad spot. It would not be as cold as the Earth's North Pole. Absolutely. But there's also something more than just somewhere in between the equator and the North Pole. You know? Like, we're going to start at the top, work our way down. <laughs> yeah, instead of starting from the bottom, now we're here. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Well, let's start at the top, man. All right. We're I'm, gonna... I'm in for the North Pole. North Pole it is. Santa, we're coming. <laughs> well, this could have gone a lot worse. Nailed it. Chad, I'm okay. Stupid folks, good at this. Chad really did nail it. Like, the whole first paragraph of the page we turned to literally said... Yeah, the North Pole. It's going to be cooler than the rest of Venus because it's closer to the sun. It's going to be freaking hot. So, solid, solid logical thinking on Chad's part. You're welcome, Planet Earth. Um, fantastically done, sir. So, Thank you. We shoot down to Venus, and we're hovering around the North Pole area, and it's just a vast ocean of water. Yeah. And um, thankfully, it's not just an ocean, though. Winston zeroes in on a small island, mm-hmm. and about six minutes later, we land, and we get out of and like, the. And like good um, thing too, because we're like running out of gas. Well, that's true. Yeah, like this is our one and only chance, and we finally made it. And the retro rockets fire us down, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. We land, and now we're pretty much here. Um, so we get out and start exploring a little bit. We kind of expected it to be a little bit lighter, like ourselves. We thought that the atmosphere might be a little bit different, and, but we don't really feel any different. Uh, the air is a little bit heavier to breathe. Yeah, but, like the pressure is mm-hmm, different. Yeah, but overall, pretty similar to what like a, an island in the Pacific would look on Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we start exploring, and we're freaking hungry. So we're, like, looking around and seeing if we can find anything that we could potentially eat. Sure enough, we find some, like, red pear-looking fruit on a short, scrubby tree, which we pocket one. Yeah. Because we don't know if it's going to be nutritious or poisonous. Uh, a couple of minutes later, we find, like, clusters of green nuts on some bushes. And, you know, we pocket some of those as well. I guess we're not brave enough to try either of them yet. I mean, you know, smart on our part. We we're still a, looking around. We have a computer. He could probably analyze them. Well, that's that's a good, a fair point. Uh, but so, like, we climb to the top of, of uh, the island, and we kind of gaze out over the ocean, and the sun's sinking low, uh, looking really beautiful. And then we find a door, essentially. like yeah. Kind of like a cellar door yeah. stuck into the side of the rock. And so we're pretty excited about that. We, like, rip it open, and uh, it flies open, and inside is a large dugout, 
Um, and we, like, as we're scanning the room, it's got a table, it's got a bunk bed, and a bench, and some boxes with supplies, and lanterns, and radios, and an inflatable raft, and air canisters, and two human skeletons. Uh, that, that's not, I mean, that's concerning. Yeah, it's not, it's not great. So, like, we're, we about just run out of there because we're kind of scared, but then something catches our eyes. Uh, it's on the table, and it uh-huh. says, Frutas Rojas Significan Le Muerta. And I just butchered that because it's Spanish, and apparently these were Spanish explorers who um, yeah, visited we're not Venus. Spanish. For sure, no. And uh, so we decide to cover the skeletons with a tarp, and we search the bunker for food. We find no food, and since we're extremely hungry, we decide we have to have something to eat. So... We go back to the ship and eat the food on there. Maybe. Oh. I don't think so. Damn. Uh, if we eat some of the green <laughs> nuts, we turn to page 26. Uh-huh. If we eat some of the red fruit, we turn to page 41. Okay. I'm pretty sure that note said red fruit, crazy dead. That makes some sense. Red fruit, significant death. Okay. I can get behind that. Like, I don't know that much Spanish, but I feel like I know enough. Yeah, definitely, like, La Muerta is dead. Dead. Yeah. And, and frutas is red, yeah. right? Yeah, and frutas seems like fruit. Yep. Red fruit, dead. So we should eat the green nuts. I don't think we should eat the red fruit. Well, that leaves us with one option. Yeah. I mean, I think the green nut, it's the pistachios. Oh, I hope they're pistachios. They're so good. All right. Well, that, I'm, I mean, I'm convinced. I mean, if we're following the Spaniards' notes. We should probably not eat the red fruit. I feel like we should heed their warning. It's not, I said that they, like, left a note just of that. Like, who, Do you feel like, the like note while like, they were dying? Yeah, they were like, like more significant and then like the pen just like yeah, falls to the bottom sure. of the paper for sure that's exactly what happened yeah they wrote it on the scrap of paper just before they they died okay do you know the spanish word for green verde right salsa verde green salsa yeah yeah sure so that's definitely not the green nuts i know the word for grapes what's that ubas oh Ubas und fresas, grapes and strawberries. <laughs> oh, my favorite. Uh, All right, green nuts it is. <laughs> let's, go to, let's go to page 26, Chad. What do you I say? I can't wait to put some nuts in my mouth. <laughs> and on that note, we'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs> First thing, I just realized this. Yeah. We're stuck on a desert island, yeah. and our only friend is named Winston. This is just like the plot of Castaway. Oh my gosh. Right? Winston! Winston! <laughs> no! So I was thinking like Robinson Crusoe on Mars, except we're on Venus. Um, 
I went straight castaway. That's, I mean, that's, that makes much more sense. I just, I feel like I tried to block that movie out of my mind. I didn't like it very much. It's one of my favorite movies of ever. Is it really? Yeah, Uh-oh. I love it. Well, that's a debate for another time. <laughs> Um, okay, so we eat the green nuts. We do, and they're delicious. They're delicious. These nuts feel so good in our mouth, and they are better. They taste better than chocolate. That's how good these nuts are. In our That's mouth. how good these nuts are in our mouth. They they right. taste. Better Y'all than want chocolate. some too. You know it. Who doesn't go for them green <laughs> chocolatey nuts? So we. We, like, live for a few days. Eating yeah. these nuts, like, we're doing we're great. killing it, yeah. We don't see anybody. Like, there's some, like, seabirds and, like, some, like, crabby things that eat pieces of the red fruit that have fallen to the ground. And we don't, you know, we spend our time looking out at the horizon, hoping to see land, a ship, a whale, like, anything. Anything? But we see nothing. Oh, crap. But we do notice... That the sun seems to be moving closer and closer to the horizon. Mm, winter's coming. Do you, yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, that's a solid... It, I don't watch Game of Thrones, but that's like a solid got reference. I don't either, but I knew that. <laughs> it did. It does say winter is coming in the book. Winter's coming. And uh, so we know, like, we don't know what winter is going to be like here. Like, it's 85 now. Right. But with no sun? Could be pretty bad. Could get really cold really fast. Yeah. yeah. And and we know that if we traveled far enough over the water, we'd eventually get to land mm-hmm. somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we thought maybe we should inflate that raft that was in the dugout and rig up some kind of sail from the tarp and set out to sea. Or... On the other hand, yeah, we could probably live on this island forever. Mm-hmm. Like we got a food source, right? Got a place to stay, got For shelter. Sure. Yep, yep, yep. And maybe if we wait long enough, like explorers or other people from Earth might show. Interesting. So that's our choice: set out to sea on the raft, or stay on the island. Eric. I I am not one for just waiting around. I feel like I knew this about you. Yeah? Yeah. That's interesting. I feel like it's a pretty unknown thing about me. You're man of action. I try to be, man. Like, I, just, I can just... I feel like Eric alone on an island would go crazy pretty fast. Like, at first, maybe I'd be like, this is so cool, I got, like, an island paradise to myself, and there's these two skeletons, ha ha, don't eat the red fruit. But, like, <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, the chances of some people from Earth or Mars coming to find this island are super remote. Like, this planet has been able go, to have been lived on for hundreds of years by now, they would and go all to the we North encountered Pole. are two dead people. Anybody who, who came would... They were the skeletons, Pole. Chad. These people have they been here. The they, my point is, they've been rotting for like hundreds of years, and no one has come or opened their door or visited this island at all. So I just oh. feel like we could potentially be here for the next sixty years of our life before we even maybe see anybody. Would that be so awful? I will. It's like a relaxing. No, it wouldn't be awful. We could build a house. Okay, we could. 
But is this what you had in mind when you volunteered to go into sleep hibernation for a thousand years? Just to like move to Venus? Right. No. No. <laughs> so I think we should get on this raft and go exploring out in the oceans of Venus. Okay. Maybe, maybe then at least we would encounter a whale, even if he eats us. Sure. And who knows I mean, what else is out there, man? Maybe the colony is somewhere farther south where it doesn't get super freaking cold in the winter of Venus. Because we don't know for sure we're going to survive a whole year anyway. I mean, it can't get that cold. It's not like the whole ice cap's going to freeze or something. You don't know. That's the, uh, the sun is... It will not be here, Chad. It will not be around. Uh, it could get pretty, really cold. Like dark side of the moon cold. Yeah, like dark, dark side of the moon. See, now, if I had some Pink Floyd to listen to on this island, I'd be fine. <laughs> we have a spaceship. Winston, play Dark Side of the Moon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like Alexa. It's great. Um, yeah. So my vote is going on this raft. I mean, survival instincts in a normal scenario would tell you to just stay put and, like, wait for help to come. <laughs> Ridiculous. But I see your point. Like, there might not be anybody else on this planet. Right. Like, like at all. It's one thing if you're on an island on the Earth. Right. It's a whole other thing when you're on an island at the top of Venus where potentially no one else is even, like, living. You know, like, that's pretty far away from everything. So I'm not, I'm not even saying that getting on this raft is going to do us any good. I'm just saying. I mean, good chance we could die. That's, but, uh, yeah. well, that's true. We haven't done that yet. That's so. true, yeah. Maybe epic death, epic death at sea, at, at the ocean of Venus. Okay, I'm down. Yeah? Let's inflate the raft and yeah! rig up a sail. Yeah! And become a pirate. Yeah. A Venus pirate. Yeah, a Venusian <gasps> pirate. Ooh, that sounds so much cooler. Captain of the Venusian Sea. Cherrick Sandman. Yeah. See, we're going to go down in lore, man. People will know our name. If Even if we're the only person here and we write the book and leave it for somebody else. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, that dude. Yeah, then they can find our skeleton. But we'll leave more than just a note not to eat the red fruit. Don't eat the red fruit. <laughs> the nuts are tasty. <laughs> It get, tastes like better than chocolate, man. Get a handful of them tasty nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Those nuts. Okay. All right. Let's do it. We're rafting out to sea. Turn to page 67. Okay. So things started out pretty great. Yeah. We, like, got our raft together. We built a mast and a rudder and a sail and, you know, we packed our supplies. We had a whole month's worth of green nuts mm -hmm. and six canisters of water. Man. We were, like, prepared to do this Yeah, thing. sounds like it. And so we set sail, um, not really knowing which direction to go, but knowing that no matter where we go, we're going south. So that was fine. Yeah. Um, There's only really one direction to go. Right. And it's, like, a beautiful day. We're out there for a couple of days, and things are going all right. But sure enough, the water starts getting a little more rough, and the wind picks up. So it's not a storm. It's just a more vicious part of the ocean, I guess, on Venus. Um, so, yeah. 
we're on our raft, and it's starting to get really choppy. And suddenly, after about three days, a gust of wind rips the mast out of the socket that we made in the raft. And the sail careens over the side, and our raft ends up getting um, upturned. And so we're now in the water in, on planet Venus. Thankfully, though, it's pretty warm. We were thinking, like, if we would have been in the water on planet Earth at the North Pole, we would be frozen in minutes. No joke. Um, so we're feeling all right as far as that goes. And we're able to turn the raft right side up. Um, but we look for our backpack with our supplies, and it's gone. We can't find anything else. All of our supplies are at the bottom of this ocean. Um, but we do spot the sail and the mast just um, floating about 10 feet away. And so we have to decide... If we swim after the sail and mast and try to get them back into the raft, turn to page 91. Or if we let them sink and concentrate on getting into the raft, turn to page 109. I think we gotta go after the sail. I feel like, like you're what, right. What's good, what's... We can't just be floating aimlessly around this sea. I we mean, have to at least have a way to, like... Manu- like go places but potentially if the water is going to keep like this rough and the wind is going to be gusting like that like are we just is this like a battle well, we're we going can, to like, lose lay it down in the raft or something if oh it gets bad. I guess that's true yeah we can do some other but, things and still have it yeah I mean I'm with you I feel like it's an important thing like, like we need it we have no food or water we gotta be able to like cover some ground okay I mean, I'm, I'm with you on this one. we got to yeah. swim after that. Yeah, that we got to go after the sail. I, right. I feel like it's the only choice. We are going to swim after the sail and mast and turn to page 91. <laughs> well, as soon as Eric turned the page and I looked at his face, I, like, knew this was not going to Chad, go well. Chad went, oh, no. That's what he said. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, folks, sure enough, we swim as fast as we can, desperate to grab the mast and sail before they sink under the water, uh, and we grab a hold of it, and we start heading back towards the raft, but we notice that the wind is blowing the raft away from us, uh, and pretty quickly, and so within a few seconds, we realize that we cannot swim with the mast and the sail, so... We let go of the mast and the sail. I'm annoyed. And all out swim for our raft. But a few seconds after that, we realize there's no way we're going to catch up to that raft. And then we realize we're only going to survive as long as we can tread water. The end. Which is forever because we're super good athletes. I mean, for sure. We could probably... I mean, it's only three days to get back to our island. We could totally swim that. Swim it, yeah. Yeah, we don't have any water against or food the against the. Storms. Yeah, it's fine. We we could have survived. <laughs> okay, so that didn't go very well. It was the wrong choice. We should have gotten the raft. That was the most important thing. I guess, man. That we were out of the water. I guess. I didn't even think about the raft like going away from us. That would have been. I kind of briefly about. thought about it, but I just kind of figured like we could handle it. Well, yeah, we both underestimated ourselves. Well, uh, Eric. Yeah, we're at an interesting juncture. We really are, because we have a myriad of options a, a to plethora, go back to. Yeah, a myriad plethora. A, 
A cornucopia of options, if you will. Mm-hmm. A Googleplex? Not quite that many. Oh, okay. So, I mean, we could abandon Venus altogether. We could abandon Venus altogether. And say, hey, we feel like this is a desolate, nobody's here wasteland. Which kind of seems like the case. And go for another planet. Yeah. We could. We could choose to land halfway in between. We know there's nobody at the North Pole. Truth. Maybe somebody landed halfway in between. What are the Maybe odds? that's where... So it's not so cold in the winter. And not so hot. Not so hot in the summer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we could eat the red fruit and end it right there. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and uh, nix that idea. Uh, we could just sit our butts on the island and... And see if anybody comes by. Eat nuts and have fun. I mean, that sounds kind of peaceful. Uh, or we could get in the raft after the storm. Can we try one of all of these? Yes, simultaneously. Yes. Yeah. That's what I would like to do. (laughs) We'll start with the red fruit. Perfect. (laughs) And work our way up from there. Um, Here's Here's what I think. I don't think... I think let's stick with Venus. You think so? For now... Let's stick with Venus. It's a super adventure. Maybe we'll alter some rules down the line. Okay, because I was gonna say like this is the uh, this seems like our only chance, but I think let's stick with Venus. Okay. I'm curious about landing halfway. That is an intriguing proposition. I don't think the island holds much allure for me anymore. I'm not crazy about finding out what happens if we just stay there. I feel like I that is potentially I either want to land halfway mm-hmm. or jump in the raft. And continue from where we are now. I don't feel like both of these choices would be endings. Right. Because so the like, mast was an ending. I, I feel like jumping in the raft would like take us somewhere else. Then I think that would be my vote. I think... Or we could try to just, like, land halfway, and maybe we're already at the place that it would have taken us. Right. But, like, I would rather get to that place by the story that we've already chosen. That makes sense. Yeah. So, I guess, if we're sticking with Venus, my choice would be to just take the other choice and jump on the raft. Okay. I'm with you. Yeah? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. I kind of, I kind of feel like we should jump on the raft. Like, let's just jump on the raft. Yeah, it's gotta take us somewhere. Yeah, right. Or a whale eats us. I don't know. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, we're just we're seeing what happens as we go along, folks. Now, what page was that? Oh, uh, we'll figure it out. Okay. Well, when I find this page, we're gonna read it, and then we'll get back to you. Ermagerd. 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 Hurry! 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 <laughs> So... OMG, guys, you'll never guess what just happened. Like, the most amazing thing. So, we flipped over our raft. And we get in it. And we get in it. And we're like, all hope is lost. We have no food, no supplies. We're on a strange planet. We're in a raft in the middle of an ocean. We're all alone. 
All alone. Or wait, what's that strange periscope-like thing sticking out of the water? Yeah, and and then all of a sudden, a submarine emerges. What? And, and two men appear. Yeah, pull up alongside us. Two men jump on the deck, and they're like, quick, 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 get in, get in, get in, get in, get in. And so we do. We do. We definitely, yeah, we do not hesitate. Because we're cold and alone, and we yeah. have no food. And yeah. And they're, and they're humans. Whoever these guys are. And they're going to eat the red fruit. And so they introduced us to a man named Captain Soya. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's the captain of the submarine. Yes. And he says, hey, listen, you're going to be okay. You know, come with us. Yeah. I've got some work to do. Hang out. Get warm. We'll explain everything later. Drink some herbal tea. Yeah. Yeah. And he leaves. Sure thing. And he comes back a little while later. And he says, hey. He puts out the periscope. He says, hey, come check this out. And and we look in the periscope. Oh, yeah, we do. And we see this beautiful grotto with, like, pink and oak, ochre walls mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. lanterns. And we see, like, two other submarines. Mm-hmm. And in some buildings. And it's like an underground city? And like an underground city. And he says, Welcome to the secret base of the United Democracies of Earth. What? And they are a rebel force. What? Working to overthrow Styx Mori. What? The tyrant of Earth. What? Right? This book just got super cool. It did just get super cool. Also, we kind of were we hoping kind of, this were happening. Yeah, this we, would happen. This is a total like this District is exactly 13. Exactly what we wanted to happen. Anyway, we're super good at this. Yeah, we are. Well, yeah, we just had to forget about the mast first. You know. Yeah. Who needs it? <laughs> so only a few hundred people are free. Yeah, like all, like in this universe. Yeah. Nobody's free on Earth. Only a few hundred are on the, like, other planets in hiding. Yeah, in hiding in small groups, um, like Mars and Venus. Mm-hmm. And so, um, he says, there's a lot of dangerous, he's like, I'm surprised you're alive, number one. He's like, there's, like, a lot of crazy dangerous things on Venus. Like killer bees. Killer bees. Which apparently Sticks Mori is terrified of. Terrified of the killer bees. Like he, if they're, and they're like yeah. crazy intelligent yeah, killer they're bees. They're like super smart killer bees, which makes sense. Like I'm terrified of the thought of super smart killer bees. But he said, hey, so far they haven't, they don't care about us. They haven't bothered anybody who lives on Venus. Right. And they're actually doing a lot of research on using the killer bees. Against. Against yeah. Dix Mori. Because he's so afraid. Because he's so afraid of them. Okay. He's like, you know, so we could use your help with killer bee research. For sure. You well, can help Dr. Well, Haas. Well, I think that, like, we, we offer. Oh, we offer. Right? We're, We're like, like hey, well, look, what can like, we do? He's like, you can stay with my family while you're here. Mm-hmm. You're like, thank you. Hey, what can we do to help? Right. Let us help. And he's like, you could help with the killer bee research. Mm-hmm. Dr. Haas is researching how to use the killer bees to kill six more. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Or what? Or what? You could go to Earth. What? And help the rebels on Earth capture Sticksmory. Yep. There's a man there. Yeah. His name is Zed. Zed. Yep. Are you sure Zed's not dead, baby? Zed is alive, man. Okay. And he is the leader of the rebels on Earth. 
And he's like, most of the people of, like, Sticks Mori's generals don't want him to be in charge. Really? But they're too scared to overthrow him. Well, you know. So if we could capture, kill, or otherwise dispose of Sticks Mori, this whole thing would go away. Hmm. And would lead to the freedom of Earth. Right. So that, our choice, Mm -hmm. is a simple one. Right. Help Dr. Haas with the killer bee research. Yes. Or go to Earth and find this man named Zed mm-hmm. and capture, kill, dispose of Six Mori. Yes. I, for one, am terribly intrigued about Killer Bee research. Really? Yes. If he's so deathly afraid of these things, I want to know more. Maybe he's just allergic to bees. I didn't think about that. <laughs> Maybe he thinks all bees are killer bees. <laughs> You know, he just has severe, severe bee allergy. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting thought. Or they just freak him out. I, I mean, they freak me out. I mean, if there was like a planet and I was a tyrant ruling a planet and there was another planet that had like flying snakes everywhere. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Nope. I'm out. Nope. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Don't need that one. Right. Like I got a whole planet. I don't need to. I don't need to deal with flying snakes. Yeah. Mm -mm. Gonna leave those out of there. Nope. Um, Or, I mean, it would be super badass to go to Earth and meet Zed and, you know, take down Sticks Mori. Yeah. That sounds pretty dope. I mean, we might do that anyway if this killer bee thing pans out. That's true. Or we would just, like, shoot a canister of killer bees to Earth and then hope they find uh, Sticks. And go live on our island. Yeah, happily ever after. Maybe we, they'd give us our own submarine. We can watch the sunset every day until mm-hmm. it's winter. Well, so what, I mean, so what I, do you think? I want to go to Earth. I mean, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> the killer, like, I feel like the we killer both... bees are cool, but like. I feel like we both knew that we were going yeah, to Earth. It's true. It's like, true. I mean, there are just some. There are some choices that we're just suckers for, man. And if one of them is like, go here, meet up with this badass dude, and take down the evil man, like, I feel like we're both gonna be on board with that decision. <laughs> Pretty. <laughs> because much. if there's one thing I've learned in the last year of being Cherik, it's that we love being in the middle of the action, man. Like, oh, we wanna be right there. We wanna be in the thick of it. Front lines, taking it down, whatever, crushing it, not working with bees. <laughs> not that it's not cool. Not that that's what I mean. Right. I if mean, you're into bee research, bees that's are great. cool. I we love gotta it. save the bees. I'm all for saving the bees. The Earth would die without bees. This is true, but this is not Earth. This is Venus, and they are killer bees, and they're really smart bees, which is intriguing. Maybe, like, the native Venetians are bees? Arby's? Yeah. I'm thinking they are bees. Yeah. They have the meats. <laughs> the sliced meats. <laughs> no, like like the species that inhabits the planet right. is bees. Is, is bees. Like super smart bees. Like super intelligent. Killer bees. Killer bees. Do you think and there's that... like 
quadrillions of them. Do you think that, like, the nuclear holocaust that the humans caused on Venus was, like, did something? They, like, mutated the mutated bees? Mutated the bees? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either, but that sounds kind of neat. We'll never know because we're going to go to Earth and kick some, kick some ass. That's true. What about <laughs> killer bees? What? Yeah, we're leaving. Peace. All right, here we go. We're going to turn to page 62. That's so... F- yeah, oh, man. Oh my this guy. Ed. This guy toyed with our emotions. Packard. He toyed with us. And then he made us read like 15 pages. <laughs> this is true. So, we're eager to get back home no matter what the risks. Yep. And Captain Sawyer says that he would make the same choice. And he says that we're actually probably like going to be helpful because, you know, a person our age can accomplish things that other people who are older cannot. We're not as likely to arouse suspicion for one thing. So, the next day, we take a submarine to Morena, a tiny island um, that is like an extinct volcano rising out of the sea. That way, when our spaceship launches, it will look like maybe a volcano eruption. Um... So then we get on the spaceship and we're we're en route to Earth uh, on the rebel ship Osprey. The grand old Osprey. Yes, exactly. And as we approach Earth, the sensors report that Six Mori's radar scanners are on full array. So like not like this like he disarray. Knew we were or, coming. Yeah, like the meaning is clear. Mori has learned that the rebel activity is now out in space and is out there and like on, on the prowl to take him down, right? Yep. So Captain Soy is like, we can't approach Earth's stratosphere. We're going to have to turn back. But you can still get to Earth's surface by using the Mark 900 space capsule. We're like, okay, if that's what we got to do, we're gonna go alone. And so our entry through our stratosphere goes pretty well. The Mark 100 is designed to give the trajectory an infrared signature of a meteorite. So we're not, like, shot out of the sky or anything, and we're pretty much ignored by the master computer. Um, Because we land safely in a deserted pasture somewhere in Colorado. So, like, we quickly camouflage it. And we go out to a road, and, like, immediately an air van approaches. And we wonder if we should flag it down, or yeah, keep out of sight. But it's too late, man. Too like, late. like they saw us, and they swerve toward us, breaking. And then three uniformed men jump out, laser guns drawn. They've thrown that over us. They tase us. We are thrown into the back of the air van, bruised and aching. We're murmuring. And there are other captives beside us. And we're like, yo, where are they taking us? And this dude says, to a work camp. This is the way Styx Mori recruits volunteers. Um, also, I would like to point out at this point that we are not a volunteer. We were definitely taken, not of our own volition. That is called um, slave. Um, slave. It's yeah, slavery, and it will not. I will not. This is this is uh, this this aggression will not stand, man. This aggression <laughs> against us will not stand. Uh huh. And then what happened? But two weeks pass, and we're still working for Sticks Mori. Uh, our assignment is we've joined a group of youth workers helping to build a new wing on Maury's summer palace. So we're like laying bricks and we're working 10 hours a day and we're told not to complain. And they tell us, oh, life is so much better here than in the military camps where they whip you and keep you up at all hours of the night. And we're like, yeah, whatever. This is pretty terrible. 
We have no freedom. Um, we have courage, though, and will never give in. Each day we have to recite a pledge of allegiance to Six Mori, but we're always thinking something else. Six Mori. We're thinking someday we'll escape. Someday, someday, Six Mori will be, will be vanquished and the world will be free. The end. That day so, is not today. It's not today. And uh, apparently we're not going to find that day with this particular choice. Well, with, son of a bitch. Which leaves us with the only other choice, which is to go work with the killer bees. <laughs> How about that? How about that? We, yeah. were both, we were both laughing about that choice. Now we have to do it. Now we have to do it. You know what? I think it's going to be better than we both think. Probably. I have faith. I have faith in you the killer bees. You have faith in Ed Packard? I do. Okay. We're going to try this. We're going to do it. We got one more chance, folks. This we're, is it. We're not giving up yet. Okay, so this killer bee thing is like kind of cooler than we thought it was going to be. I mean, to be honest, I kind of thought that it was sounded pretty cool. But I mean, like, between the choice of killer bees or go to Earth and kick ass, like, that was pretty much like a no contest. Yeah. But since that other one failed miserably... Now we got the killer okay. bees. So Captain Soya takes us to the surface to meet Dr. Haas. Yes. Who lives in a village in the middle of a vast forest, which is like beautiful in more ways than I could ever describe. Ugh, I want to live on Venus. And he starts talking about the killer bees. Mm -hmm. And he said, we call them killer bees because their sting is lethal. That's not new. Right. And he's like, and each bee by itself completely ordinary bee. Right. You know, so far, they would only sting something if they were, like, threatened or something made them angry. Mm -hmm. Just like every other bee you've ever met. Seriously. And Pretty we're, normal bees. And we're like, okay, so what's, like, the big deal? <laughs> right. Sticks? Why are you so afraid of these things, man? And then he's like, okay, but let me tell you. Oh. It's this intelligence. Mm. And each bee by itself is not intelligent, he says. But each bee communicates with all the other bees in with like an electromagnetic pattern that we mm -hmm. don't quite understand. Mm -hmm. So when enough of them, not unlike nerve cells, he says, so when enough of them get into a swarm, mm -hmm. they become super crazy hyper intelligent because they essentially become one giant brain. Interesting. And when a bee joins the swarm, he gains a part of this wisdom and, and intelligence. Right, right, right. And we're like, well, that sounds pretty cool. That is pretty cool. And, and, and... What? There's an and? Yeah. And, see, so, fortunately, he's like, they haven't been hostile to us because they know that we're, like, peaceful. And also that we're working to fight Styx Mori. And mm -hmm. they know that Styx Mori wants to wipe them out because he's like super afraid of them for some reason. And when they get together, Who they're knows like why? super smart for some reason. Who knows why? And, and so they don't know how they're super smart. They just know they are, right? Right. Um, and so we're like, well, is there any way to communicate them? And Dr. Haas is like, funny you should ask. If you wanted to... You could eat some wax from a hive, and certain enzymes will change your brain structure, and you may be able to communicate with the bees. He said, but there's a risk, 
because you might lose your very sanity if you do. Are you willing to take the chance? He asks. So if we say yes, we turn to page 94, and if we refuse, we turn to page 108. I'm just... Right now I'm thinking about the poor bastard who tried some of that wax and went insane. The only way they would know this is if somebody tried it and then went nuts. Right. Definitely. I kind of want to do it. I mean, for sure. (laughs) I wasn't saying we shouldn't do it. Because if there's one thing we know, it's that we love to do the things that aren't a good idea. Yeah, I want to touch the thing. Uh, Yeah, I want to touch the thing. I want to eat the beeswax. Plus, plus, we had like an entire species worth of knowledge downloaded in our head and we were fine. Seriously. Collective bee intelligence? Yeah, we got this. Can you imagine what it's going to be like to communicate with a swarm of like bees? Like the Beerg? Like Borg? Like the bees? The Beerg. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Oh, man. Uh, the Beerg. Er, er, my Gerd, the Beerg. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, we're definitely eating this bee wax, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. I just thought, so we're going to turn to page 94. 94! We're eating the wax! And we're going to eat the bees' wax. Do you want to know why, Chad? Do you know why we're going to eat the bees' wax? Why? Because it's the bees' knees. What? That was bad. Good, good, okay. good one? No, that was bad. That's a good, no, that's a good one. I liked it. <laughs> Shut up. We're moving on. No one remember any of this. Seriously? What the fuck just happened? Dude, we went, we went insane. There was what a the, chance. What they, the F? They told us, Chad. They said there's a legitimate chance that you're going to lose your sanity. Folks, within moments of eating the wax from a hive of killer bees, we feel as though our body is shrinking, our arms are flattening and thinning, our legs are growing, and our eyes are bulging, bulging, bulging. We begin to hum. That turns into a high-pitched droning sound, and our whole body seems to be vibrating. We haven't turned into a bee, but we think we have. And that's the end. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe we should have asked before we tried the wax, like, what was the success to failure ratio? Like, how many, how people, many people have actually crazy. been able to communicate versus think that they're a fucking bumblebee. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> uh, of all the endings, though, awful. of all the endings. That's probably one of the more entertaining ones that we go I insane mean, to, like, First of all, it was short, succinct, and hilarious. <laughs> that's true. Like, that's a triple threat right there. <laughs> However, I think because that was so fast, we should go back to our previous choice, give ourselves one more respawn, and see what happens if we choose to not eat the wax. Or do I mean, I feel like we should do it, but that was two respawns, and that's technically our third ending. Here's my thought. We can do this. Mm-hmm. Here's what I've been thinking. Because all of this happens live on the podcast, so we don't actually plan anything That's ahead true. of we're, time. Yeah, no, we don't. We like talk about planning things, and then and we then we're like, don't. We're like, no, oh, we'll, we'll just, just talk about we'll it with everybody. We'll just do it. Yeah, we'll, 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 I definitely want to read this book again. Okay, so you're thinking Later. part two. Part two, but not like part two next week. Like part two, like a few months from now. 
Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. And we'll like pick it back up and right. we'll like go to Earth. And we try it again. You okay. know, we'll like pick a different okay. planet. Okay. You know, we'll like go to Mars and see what happens. Okay. So I think we should do that. So for now, what you're saying is we should stay insane as thinking we're a bee. Well, we could. I mean, that was pretty entertaining. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty hilarious. And we've had three endings. This is our third. This is true. And we could, I mean, we could pick this book up again. I mean, I think if we don't, I just, you know, I don't know what'll happen. Well, true. And we are probably running long already. And who knows what will happen if we don't choose. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, yeah. We could, like. I understand where you're coming from. Theoretically, we could be here all night, folks. Yeah, uh, literally, there a lot of there's a lot of. I mean, I really this has love been this really book. fantastic. Yeah, and I I want to read it more, but I feel like we should do it later. Right, and I feel like we should pick a different planet and okay. like see what another story. So Venus was a total bust, pretty much, just a million ways to die on Venus. And we should have just ate that red fruit and like went to Mars. I mean, we might as well have, but it's all right because we tried our best, man. Right? I think we did. So, yeah. No, we, I mean, we had a lot of choices. I mean, and granted, maybe we were being a little careless when we chose to eat the beeswax. We weren't really thinking about it. We didn't think that one through. I mean, very all well. we were thinking was how cool is it going to be to, to communicate with the bees? That's the only thought we had. Not the reality of, oh crap, Which we might I actually feel go like insane. Which is a very cherry thing to do. <laughs> like, like, that's, like, just cherry is very much like, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do that. He gets, he gets a little overexcited sometimes. He's like, go to Earth, kick some ass, done. Hell yeah. I'm oh, in. nope, it didn't yeah. turn out so well. Signed okay, up. fine, no. Okay, but eating beeswax, that might make us go insane. That's a great idea. Great idea. Give Such me, a great idea. Give me idea. some of that Burt's Bees. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? Now we are a Burt's Bee. We think we are. <laughs> It'd be way cooler if we actually were transformed right. oh, into yeah, a, Like, if we were actually transformed into a bee... I'd be pretty Way happy. cooler. Yeah, and, all like, right. all the bees are, like, actually other people. Oh. Okay. Much cooler ending. Yeah. Then we could have been part of the swarm that, like, took down Styx Mori. Yeah. That would have been pretty cool. It's, like, tiny fighter squadrons. Yeah, bees. yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> that didn't happen. B9, <laughs> on your left. <laughs> B12, ready, ready for action. <laughs> <laughs> You got a bogey on you. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I think I think we should be done. Okay, with I this mean, book for now. For real. I don't think we're done with this book forever. Just for now. I think we're done with it for a while. That was a pretty super adventure. I mean, there's a lot of that book we didn't read. There's, I mean, yeah, like this a is a pr- like as far as the choose your own adventure books go, this is a solid like one third, if not half, as big as the other ones. Yeah. Twice as big, not half as big. That's what I meant. Like it's like if you put half of one of the other books together with the other half of one of the other books, and then put another book with that book, then it would be like this book. What? You know, you heard me. You want to know what I stood? <laughs> it's one and a half times as big. It's a bigger book. A hundred and fifty percent more book. That's a great way to describe that. It's a big book. Very succinct. Straight to the point. <laughs> that's my jam. That's that's why I need you, Chad. <laughs> oh man! All right. Okay. Well, hey, thank you all for listening and welcome, for and for joining welcome us. Welcome to, chapter, to two. chapter two. Yeah, here we are. We've started out with a bang and with a bzzz. <laughs> uh, so and, and, and with a with a 
Oh, I can't tread water anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, all yeah. of our endings were pretty interesting. They were pretty, well, um, like Killy for us. Yeah, pr- pretty effective. Pr- <laughs> pretty effective. Um, yeah, I'm like, we didn't die in any of them, but it was like heavily implied. Like we were definitely it's not like going to go well. Yeah. Dead very shortly after. Um, so well done. Well done, Edward Packard. Very, yeah. Very entertaining book. Yeah, I think we'll we'll I own this one, so we're gonna we're gonna read it again. We're gonna come back to it, folks. Don't I'm you actually, worry. FYI, folks, little little parting the kimono. I've owned this choose your own super adventure journey to the year three thousand since I was in the sixth grade. So, Chad, what you're saying is you knew all of the potential decisions and endings that we were going to make. No, because I haven't read it since I was eleven. Okay, well, that was a while ago. <laughs> a long while. <laughs> it's really, it was really great, though, folks, because Chad's got his name and his phone number uh-huh. and... Address? Is, that is your address. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's got all of his... He's got his information in the front of this book, so if we ever lose it, it's going to come back to us. And so. we t- I had a bookmark in there, but Eric ripped it out, so well, I don't it, even know what Excuse me, or- it fell out. <laughs> I don't it, even know what page I was I'm on just anymore. holding the book, and the Santa Claus Joker card fell out on my lap. First of all, that's I would like to... That did not rip anything. <laughs> Anyway. Okay, well. Let's call it a day. (laughs) Here we are babbling on like we also love to do. All right. As always, I've been Chad. And I am Eric. And together we've been Cherick. So uh, thank you for listening to the first uh, episode of Chapter 2. It has been a pleasure to be back here in front of this microphone recording another podcast. And uh, we certainly hope you enjoyed it. Yep. Talk to you soon. We will catch you later. Peace, love, and Cherik.